Hey everyone, welcome to Metamorphosis with Zachary. I'm your host, Zachary Aird, and let's get this playing. So today's guest is Zarek Brown. What's your middle Sir name? Latrell. Latrell, <laughs> yeah. Zarek Latrell Brown. Um, he's been my friend since seventh grade, because we used to fight in sixth grade. I guess, yeah. yeah. So, Rivals, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so seventh grade is kind of when we started uh, becoming friends at a local middle school. And from there, is the rest is history. Yes, sir. So, yeah, Zarek, who who you are and what you're doing here, basically. Yeah, um, like Zach said, met in middle school. Uh, came up, my dad, my mom. First, I, I give huge thanks to them. But I uh, came up in that community, um, met Zach in, like, six, sixth grade. But we used to play. So, like, the elementary school that he went to and the elementary school that I went to were both feeder schools into El Thomas Heck, right? Yeah. And like there was like a little bit of like uh, like animosity built up because like you went to Roby, yeah. I went to Dreaming Summit, so and then like we both played basketball and would duel it out. So that's pretty much how we met. And then again, like you said, became close in, in seventh grade, and the rest is history. Yeah, it was that like visit day where we were like, yeah. come on, because there was no basketball, so we were like, come on, who's the basketball player? Yeah. And it was like me and Anakin and Ben versus. Yeah. I don't know. It like was, Kojo, maybe? Yeah, Kojo. Forjor, right? Yeah. Oh, I, MIT. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Zarek, uh, let's get this started. Um, of course, man. So, in your childhood of football, like, what made you... Okay, first of all, you're fo- you were a football player. Yeah. And I was a basketball player. Right, right. So, how was that transition of playing sports as a young athlete, as a younger athlete, basically? Um, it was It was great. My dad was my coach, like, my whole life, up until seventh grade so like seven years old until about 13 years old my dad was my coach and he was pretty hard on me as a coach yeah. like I, I was a I, I won't even lie I was a pretty good youth football player because he mm-hmm. was pretty hard on me and then like I had the genes and he see how or he seen how far I could take it if I really applied myself so um transitioning like from middle school to high school he kind of like gave me the free reins to go out there and get it yourself and that transition itself was a little hard for me because like dad had always been my coach I was always taken under his wing um learning to get out do it on my own approach coaches and have face-to-face conversations was a little like iffy iffy at first no doubt yeah um but getting over that hump and I'm I'm glad where athletics took me in my childhood like the drive that like I have in I guess you could say like corporate America now Mm -hmm. I get it directly from sports and the lessons like learned directly from it Mm. so explain your dad a little because i know he played yeah so he um he played college football at university of texas el paso utep Mm -hmm. in el paso a couple years ago we went out to like his um like reunion Mm. saw a bunch of his boys his quarterback um he played there and then he played a couple years in the cfl canadian football league when they actually used to have like teams in the united states back then and so he played in birmingham alabama for the birmingham barracudas yeah but my yeah. pop's huge influence on, oh, yeah. on my lifestyle. Because I remember uh, your dad used to be in the stands of the, of Basketball, the middle school games yeah. <laughs> and like, yelling at refs. And I was yeah. like, hey, whose dad is that? <laughs> so, yeah, he was always the – because I was, I was scared of your dad because yeah. he just looked uh, like – I thought I was going to get yelled at. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm not Zarek's friend. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. So it was just cool to see that. How was, um, how was the different high schools? Because I know you went to – uh, different high schools mm-hmm. throughout your career uh, I just want to because I haven't talked to you in forever so yeah, I just yeah, want to no doubt yeah um I was first enrolled in Brophy mm-hmm. 
Mm, we don't we don't say that name. <laughs> we don't say that here. Okay, Mr. St. St. Yeah. Mary's. <laughs> we don't say that. I was first enrolled in BCP. Yeah. <laughs> um and then uh I was gonna go there my freshman year, decided to pull out last minute. That was more of a like a parental decision. Like it, it's a private school. Yeah. Uh funding is like like are we seriously gonna commit to the the price, the family family changing a family lifestyle essentially to support me to go here. Um, and the answer was no at the end of the yeah. day. And so I went to Centennial my freshman year, played football. Um, there was a lot of like attention put into where I was going to school after eighth grade. Cause I, as I had mentioned, I was a pretty good youth football player. Mm-hmm. Um, like middle school, elementary school, I was a really good football player, youth. And so like, there was a lot of like tension built up. Like, Oh my God, where, where am I going to go to high school my freshman year? And, uh, I, at the time I had, I was under the thought process of like the school makes the athlete, you know, and in Arizona, I, I won't say that that's not too far off. Yeah. You know, some schools definitely get recruited or you get seen more um, at a bigger school. But initially I was definitely like, I have to go to the school where I'm going to get seen yeah. um, again after freshman year, the same kind of family trends. Like, are we going to change family lifestyle to support me to go here for the sake of mm. a football um and making the family decision that like you know if I can get seen anywhere and so that's when I was closer to Millennium lived about five seven minutes away from it transferred there finished out sophomore through through senior year there and I loved it at Millennium yeah because that was the biggest thing for me at St. Mary's was like Mm -hmm. if I go off against a guy named Jovan or Jalen House then I was like I'm gonna get seen yeah or just like things that were uncontrolled, like right. uncontrollables. And I just want to talk to you about that because no my senior year, like I just fully delved into like what college am I going to go to? Like I was just not even playing basketball at that yeah. point. I was just like, oh, I can go play over there. I can right. Like right. not even. So then when it came time to play, I was just step behind everyone because I wasn't enjoying the 100%. love, the love of the game. So yeah, uh, did that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent. I get what you're saying. It's like uh it's almost weird to say it, but I feel like if the lights, cameras, and action weren't attached to, like, our dreams, like, basketball yeah. player, uh, as a, you know, like, bas- professional basketball players, they p- post their salaries on ESPN, and they're like, four-year, $128 million, and you're like, <laughs> like, oh, as a little kid, you're like, oh, I want to do that, you know? Yeah. So, like, I wonder if the, like, lights and popularity and – and stuff wasn't attached mm. to the game. Would some people still love it as, as much as they say? And I don't think so. Only in the sense because, like you said, I kind of had that realization as well of, of, like, you know, like, I'm just doing this essentially to yeah. to get to the next step of, like, being seen. Or everything is a process of being seen and being yeah. recognized to, to essentially get to a point where you can say, oh, he's good. When mm. essentially, in, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of really good athletes in, in – like people that aren't at that NBA, NFL yeah. level that are just, you know. So many can make it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and that process of the journey, I just wasn't, I don't even know how to explain it. I get I what wasn't, you mean. Yeah, I wasn't taking the time to be like, I'm myself. Yeah. I'm this guy. I'm, instead, I was just like, oh, my God, he's going to college? Like, yeah. how is he going to college? And it was just like a, what is that when I'm comparing? Yeah. So, yeah, that was very hard. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, an or, or not mentioned, but I, I see like Kevin Durant touch on it um, through Twitter. Like, not 
not directly, but like you can tell that he's more so like a guy that catches backlash for moving teams or, you know, yeah. it's KD, he sits yeah. out 47 games, whatever. Yeah. And um, he like always just like makes a joke of it um, via social media because like comparison is theft of joy. Like yeah. to, to, that's what I noticed through him. Like eh, I, I'm really re- one of the greatest scorers ever. What is like, you know, yeah. this comparison here going to, matter to my game essentially yeah and the fact that he can just go out there and say um i could play on any team i want and i could change literally because like, we see that as what about the rival because like yeah. now we're putting our own right our own i don't even know like emo- experience, yeah, yeah emotions on it like what about the rivalry what about yeah. you're playing with Steph? like right. that's cheating but <laughs> he just wants to have fun he that's just it. yeah like at the end of the day can zarek and zach have fun right yeah so i don't know i feel like Kids need to hear that. A hundred percent. And I think even more more so like these days with social media in, in the works, like as a kid being recruited, you could click on your phone and uh, go to like overtime on or something on Instagram yeah. and see like, oh, this five star, you get to comparing yourself, not really like yeah. living in the moment almost. Mm-hmm. It can really take you out of the moment and take your, kill your like lack of joy for the game. Yeah. And I was telling my parents like just... I remember, like, my senior year, just the fact of, like, scrolling and mm-hmm. seeing highlights. You don't even think you're comparing, but subconsciously, so oh, in your yeah, brain, no you're being, like, ah, oh, that jump shot's ugly. Like, yeah. <laughs> why is he going there? I could there? do that. Yeah, I could do I could windmill. Right. Like, I could do that. <laughs> so, yeah, what was your favorite part? Because I know we were just talking about, like, the mental. Yeah. What was the, what was your favorite part of playing football? Mm. Probably the competition. I, I love. <laughs> I know you love that. <laughs> I love competition. Like, yeah. um, it's like a the X's and O's of it remind me of like a a mental game along with physical. So, being able to apply both into a game, it was. I loved competition. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, honestly, like it's weird because since I've stopped playing football, I've become like more tuned into basketball because you could just go like play pickup basketball. Yeah. I go to EOS all the time yeah. to pick up basketball, and like <laughs> it's it's so competitive, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> You're probably starting that competitive. Yeah. Style. Oh no doubt. I, I don't yeah. know how to like turn it off, and that's what I was mentioning in the beginning. Like sports being so competitive and wanting to like it's just I don't know. Every athlete, I'm gonna just say like if you don't want to destroy your opponent i don't know like, <laughs> he's you, like if you don't want to kill him right like you, you shouldn't be playing yeah. that's just Are me you <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to destroy your opponent you shouldn't be uh playing against them and like i take that into like corporate america and like yeah. sometimes I, I don't know how to almost just like people be like having fun on the job or type shit I, like i don't <laughs> i don't know how to like uh like yeah. i'm so like attuned into the task at hand and i and i think sports for that yeah I took that from I kind of took that from you because yeah. um, high school I was very like uh, I'm the shooter I'm mm-hmm. the cool kid but when I got to college I was like you know what I gotta go back to like the roots and be yeah. like who showed you the game who did this and you were the ones that were just competitive yeah like because I used to get mad because you never even tried at basketball you just played football yeah so then when you would come on the court and beat us I was like who's this kid <laughs> yeah. like so yeah let's just talk about the like our PE days, cause, dude, we were we did go yeah. at it, yeah, we did go like six, uh, sixth grade. I remember a lot of it, but in seventh, eighth as well, all the way through middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah. Um, like we said in the beginning, that's how like me and Zach met was through those uh basketball duels. Actually, like 
for real. Like, hey, uh, shoot for ball. Zach always made it first. <laughs> he picked he picked three yeah. guys. I picked three guys, and we would go at it yeah. and like talk some mess after afterwards too. So be sweaty and uh, in, in history the, in class, the, whatever it is. <laughs> in the next, in Won't the next talk grade, for five minutes. <laughs> yep, be super sweaty. Yeah. Um, those PE days were something, man. Like like you were mentioning, like you had gotten that uh, like competitiveness competitiveness from uh me during those days like it was it was reciprocal too that's yeah. what because like you wouldn't back down for nothing you yeah. know you and your three you and your four whatever come right as hard so yeah. it was a it was like another outlet to get to almost know someone like like yeah. you, like not not your ideal Hey, how you go? How you doing? Like I'm Zarek. Like yeah. no, we were just competing at basketball yeah. in, the, in the beginning. So yeah, they had it's to different. Like, take us apart for real. Um, but yeah, like those days is like what I enjoyed the most yeah. of like basketball. Like I don't care about college. I don't care about high school. Like right. those days are like playing with my dad one v one. Like mm-hmm. that. Like how you're saying your dad was because at the end of the day you're like you thank your dad mm-hmm. because without your dad you wouldn't be excelling at jobs. You right. wouldn't be excelling at talking to people. Right. So, is that your dad is your biggest influence? I w- I would probably say so. Yeah, my dad is one of my biggest influences. People say I I like I'm a spitting image of my dad. I get oh, yeah. so much from him. <laughs> like I talk like him. They say if you put me and him in the same room and like we talk at the same time, you almost wouldn't be able to like tell the difference. Yeah. So, um, I gotta give big big thanks to him. My mom as well though. Mm. So like both my parents like as a whole, um, for keeping my head screwed on straight during those times. Cause like you said, they were they were some of the funnest. I wouldn't change them for nothing. <laughs> yeah, same with my parents, man. Cause like you were saying, with like trap. Cause if you would have went to Brophy, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me going to high school was the transportation. Yeah, and I was like, dude, this trap. The I ten is trash. Yeah, and is. then as soon as we, as soon as I graduate, they changed the whole freeway mm-hmm. to more like more and better. So yeah. that was the biggest thing. Uh, so let's the M- New Mexico mm-hmm. Military Institute. How many years were you there for? I was there for one year. And let's just, yeah, yeah. I, um, I got a scholarship out of high school playing football to go to a junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, they played in the can't think of the name of the conference, but it's the Texas Junior Junior College Conference. Um, so you, I don't know if you heard of Blinn College. Cam Newton went there. Mm-hmm. We played against Blinn, Kilgore, a lot. Pretty much everything we played against was in Texas and Oklahoma. Um, and just another outlet for me to again gain exposure to play division one and go to that next level. So um, after high school, graduated, went there. Um, it was a completely different lifestyle. It, it was in Roswell, New Mexico, one. I don't why'd know. You, if you, why'd you smile right there? <laughs> because I don't know if you've ever been to Roswell, but UFOs, uh, right? That's like what the city is like. Okay. Kind of centered around like street lights, like in one city, one road, every street light has like a, a UFO alien head on. It's weird. But in oh, my opinion, guy. I smile because like, uh, <laughs> It seems like they're set back in like 2009. It's weird. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's like they're. It's very old school. Yeah, like you're turning back time. Yeah, almost. Mm. So that was definitely a big change from home. I feel like I'm very like embedded in the city in Phoenix and in yeah. Arizona and being around a lot of people. And not only that, like as you mentioned, it was a military school, so we everyone was bald. Like, <laughs> you no, know, my first month, my first two months, you had to get your head shaved bald. Nah. Yeah. Yep. I would have cried. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Everyone was bald. Football though. Um, that was another time where like 
you you get taken out of your city, you think like you're good in your city, you get taken mm. out of your city and get thrown with some guys who were the best from their city. Yeah. There's some Dude, good guys. Bro, what you're saying right now is a uh, like no one realizes that. Oh no. Yeah. No, you don't. Like you get taken out of your city, you think you're the man from your city. And you yeah. go th- get thrown in a pot where there's some guys who think they're the like the really guy. good from South Carolina or like Yeah. It, it'll humble you quickly mm-hmm. quickly you know yeah um so i registered to half my season and then the other half of my season i played and essentially we were able to get to the playoffs um i helped the team go to the playoffs and i fractured my sternum and like you did yeah dude what i didn't know that yeah i fractured my sternum in like the second to last game of the season and um what happened you just got Hit really hard. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I was yeah. running and I like dove, got the first down, but a big Damn new one, bro. and a big you. lineman landed on top of me, like a like flattened me. He was huge. He has to be like three hundred pounds, and like I could, I got up. I couldn't really like move my shoulders. That's another aspect of like trying to like achieve like your goals through sports is the physical one, like how much yeah. of it you foresee your body taking, uh, your body like the toll your body yeah. taking. Uh, it starts to set in as well, but um, yeah, got injured at the end of that season, um, and then I was going. I had removed myself from like the school after that first fall semester, mm-hmm. and I was doing. Or at the time, I was actually going through a family tragedy. I was yeah. back in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister had like lymphoma cancer. Yeah, and so I wasn't enrolled in school during that time. The next fall semester I picked up doing classes at Glendale Community College yep. and um, at the time of leaving New Mexico so it was weird I or we came in at the same time the transfer portal was like being introduced Dude. right yeah and so um, in junior college you don't have access to the transfer portal portal so your coach has to remove you from scholarship and I never got removed from scholarship because mm. it was kind of like a, a feud with my coach, yeah. kind of, because I was leaving, and I kind of, like, just yeah. helped us go to the, the playoffs or whatever, and so he didn't remove me from scholarship, so I couldn't enroll anywhere until I was released from scholarship the next year, which was in, like, July, so I didn't sign anywhere. Did uh, classes at Glendale and uh, just stayed in shape, and essentially just, like you said, everyone, or in my opinion, the ball stops dribbling, stops flying through the air, the baseball stops uh, throwing for everybody, so mm. the time you decide to make that decision is up to you, and I made it a little yeah. sooner, and yeah. life's good. I yeah. can't complain. That's the thing I like about you, because everything that everyone tells me, I've already heard it from you. What because, do you mean? Because uh, my uh, coach, uh, he went to like Pepperdine and then mm-hmm. GCU from high school, Yeah. and he told me, because I didn't have any offers, I was kind of like... I was that type of person that was like, you're not going to help me get to college. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. So then that's when I started contacting like auto. I was like, I, I accidentally texted the girls coach and I was like, you guys have open gym <laughs> and, and they, were, they never gave. So then I finally, yeah. when I finally got to the school, I was like, Oh, that was the women's coach. I was <laughs> So I would have been cold, yeah. but, uh, um, yeah, I just like did it myself. Mm-hmm. So I wish I had help. Cause I wish I asked for help. Yeah. But what he told me during the banquet, my senior year was, mm-hmm. Uh, that you're ultimately gonna make the ball stop what you just said. Yeah. Like you're you. That's you. Right. Like someone, Derek, you can't tell me like your ball stops. Like no, no. I, I'm gonna. You make your own decision. Yeah, no doubt. Stopping. Yeah, no doubt. So, and I think that's the the case for for most athletes. Like, 
sure the system, I guess you could say, like the uh, culture of like, like I just mentioned, you get you, you think you're the guy out of your city, get thrown mm-hmm. in like that culture of competitiveness that just like builds up it. You are eventually like get, get like almost tired of like, uh, like trying to show prove to somebody besides yourself. It, once you've like proved enough to yourself, then it's like you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Exterior expectation or what you thought of me or how good you thought I would like, it doesn't really matter when you feel like you've proved enough to yourself. Mm. I, I literally told, cause my mom asked me, it mm. was after our last game and we were in the hotel bar and we were mm-hmm. just talking and she had asked me, are you going to miss the game? And I thought of Kobe cause after they asked him during that 60 point game, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm not going to miss it. Cause I put all my time and effort into oh, yeah. what I loved. Mm-hmm. So I told my mom, I'm going to miss the game, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss it. Cause like, I had fights with you at the park. I had right. fights with my dad. Like, okay, if I told Zarek, I'm not going to the park today. Like, I don't yeah. need it. Then that's when people start missing the right. game is what I think. Right. And since I put time and effort into everything I did, you know, thank family for being there. You mm-hmm. know, I, that's when I was like, I'm not going to miss it. Yeah. No, I feel that. And, the, I mean, God, God directs everyone's life in different mm-hmm. paths. And the game could have essentially been a tool you because at the end of the, I'm going to be honest. I told myself when I was a, a young kid, like 14, 15, that I was worth someone like merely someone's entertainment for a game. Because mm-hmm. when I had to simplify it down, like all to the beginning, it was football was a game used for someone's entertainment that I was learning like good skills through, like, especially yeah. as a kid, you learn to be tough. You mm-hmm. learn to, um, what responsibility means you learn what patience means you work in the off season you reap your rewards during like you know you learn so many yeah. things through through the game so um once you kind of realize and look at it that way more as a tool at least I did um the transition out of it was easy because I, I was looking at it more so as, as like look what I gained from it moving into the mm. next phase of life you know mm. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think God, um, how did you put it? I loved how you put it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, how, how did you, how did God transition your life basically through, yeah. uh, through, through sports? Through and, sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I had mentioned, my dad was like my coach my whole life. So he, he introduced me to like those like sports morals, I guess we'll say yeah. like like uh bigger than sports right like help your teammate up like don't laugh at your weak you're only as strong as your weakest link on the team um so him like instilling so many like sports morals with me like and i was like such a try hard i feel like (laughs) that um that i amplified it so those same morals kind of shaped my personality in school as well and those same morals that I built from sports and in school shape my personality out in the real world and at the grocery store, like pretty much wherever I am. So, um, yeah, just learning those things from from my dad and transition them into sports. It, that's where I believe God initially shaped my like mm. why he placed me on the journey to go through that. To Like, I feel like I'm a I'm a, a more. Uh, not not putting myself above anybody, but like I feel yeah. like my morals are, are good, and a lot of it I could accredit to sports. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are good. I was going to say you're a good kid, but yeah. I mean, I'm the same age as you. <laughs> you're a good kid, man. Yeah. No, but I feel it. I feel what you mean. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. And I'm happy that, Appreciate it. yeah, you get to, because we had the same, I mean, not the same, but I felt like we've always had, we have the same, I guess in a way, morals. Like, yeah. No doubt. Do this, do that. Like, if you're going to work hard, you're going to do that. Yeah. If you're going to finish something, you you finish, or you're going to start something, you're going to finish it. Right. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. that. I, I'm talking like my mom, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah. Cause I, I never told you with the, how you went through an injury your freshman year. I went through like a, it was like a little heart attack, I guess mm-hmm. I had, but I, I don't know. It was like a week in the hospital. They really? Yeah. But they don't know what happened. Really? It was right before COVID. They probably thought it was COVID. There was no rooms open. So they put me like on EKGs and they were like, uh, if you were 60, you would have I, no way been, yeah you would have been gone i was like huh like, i never gonna, heard of this yeah so i never really told anyone oh, so okay. then when i started like the pod i guess i was gonna because mm-hmm. there's things that happen throughout your career throughout things that you can have adversity so then right. after that it kind of transitioned to me like okay there's bigger stuff than the game oh yeah and yeah like you can get old, like just like you were saying there's stuff that's gonna happen family members everything yeah. is going to happen during yeah. your career and how can you not overcome it but how can you feel it right how can you experience how you experience like tolerate it almost yeah yeah no there's um like a lot as i mentioned like with social media being at an all-time high right now there's like a a certain level of like understanding that people don't realize about athletes athletes and i mentioned kd like earlier like people don't realize that these are like real normal people Mm -hmm. like you don't put like kyrie irving moving from brooklyn to dallas for all you know from the outside looking in he's like oh he's the cancer of the team he's this that (laughs) he's the other his family lifestyle in brooklyn simply just could not have been what he wanted and he wanted like all and i'm not saying that that's the truth i'm just saying who are we to judge so heavily and Mm -hmm. so like i'm saying all that to say that the game will never be bigger than life and us as spectators or some of us as spectators we don't realize that about these athletes and i know like lebron a few years like was talking about like um or opposing shut up and dribble because some lady had said it to him i guess and and that's kind of real because again nothing is bigger than life in general and it hits us all and like more people i feel like more people should kind of realize that Mm. yeah yeah social media has been i just don't like being in like a bar area and they're like how'd you miss that shot like as simple as that is like let's go take you outside (laughs) let's go you (laughs) You can throw that up yeah Yeah. and you hit this or the whole like fan duel like i don't care about your bet i think it's the funniest thing yeah no because like they really don't yeah and then seeing people like you know like nico or Mm -hmm. the kid from okc uh jalen williams okay like seeing those people that you've seen in person then you realize like dude they grew up just like you but they don't realize it doesn't shift in their brain to be like he's human at the end of the day He's just putting a ball in the hoop. Yeah. Like, and, for and you. as you said, social media is amplifying that. Like it's amplifying the lack of realization of, oh, he's human. Just like you said, if I, I grew up, it's different when you like see someone in or not. I feel like it's different when you are like just down to earth, really. Yeah. And you don't like judge that person of how far he went. Because I, like, like we were saying, everyone almost chooses that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's a it's a sad day. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'm, like I woke up the next day after our tournament, like when I was home, and yeah. I was like, uh, no practice. <laughs> like I felt like a free man. I felt like out of the shackles. I was yeah. like, dude, I could do anything right now. Yep. And I was telling Alyssa the other day, like I was working out in the garage, mm-hmm. and I was doing uh, big squats, and I literally thought to myself, like I could just stop. Yeah. Like I can stop after four reps. Like no, there's no part of my brain that's like one more, Zach. Yeah. You need one more, like. I don't know. But, but then there's like the part where you're like, okay, you got to be healthy. You got to <laughs> yeah. you got to do what your part is. Um, I kind of want to talk to you about what we I remember when we went to the Goodyear Park. Yeah. And I started telling you like, dude, I got into like meditation mm-hmm. and I got into all this like awareness. Right. Um, I kind of just want to see your viewpoint on it because mm-hmm. you kind of knew what I was talking about. Right. Of course. Yeah. But you kind of talked about, not in middle school, yeah. but you were way higher than everyone else. Because I remember you used to, like, argue to our teachers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, how is he doing that? Because <laughs> I was, like, strictly in the book. Yeah. Like, no, kill a, Mockingbird is this, yeah, right? And yeah. you're like, no, what if Mockingbird was this? Right, right. But, like, the way I saw you uh, say your own thoughts and opinions to people, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I need to do that. Right. And I wish I did because... When I sorry for talking for what no, when I got to St. Mary's, there was this class called Seed of Wisdom, okay. which I was horrible at. You sat in a circle and you talked about the book, right? But I didn't, I didn't get that part of I wish I took from you, yeah, to like see the book from a different perspective, yeah. So now when I read books, I think of you. Remember, talk to the text at middle school, yeah. I, I still remember. do that, <laughs> I still talk to my text, yeah. and now I get to like feel what the book is. So I just want to see your viewpoint and just. Mm-hmm. On meditation, on awareness, and things that people don't do. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, first off, like I, ha- I had kind of mentioned in the beginning, I give a lot of like <laughs> a lot of thanks to my parents, mm-hmm. a lot because, um, es- essentially the environment that you're that you're raised up in, the things that you see, the people you grow up around, in my opinion, uh, experience molds kind of the person to a certain extent because. Um, if you let experience control your emotions, in my opinion, and that's the first level of where I think like awareness almost starts is controlling of emotions. Because, um, when I, in my personal opinion, like when I meditate and just slow down, it allows me to gather my thoughts and not only my thoughts, but my emotions right after. Um, and like, again, giving much thanks to my parents. You, you said that, like, I used to, I used to argue with the teachers and, and like, <laughs> not in a bad way. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like almost like dispute with them. Prove yeah. like, well, why isn't the book like yeah, that? How do you Stephen know? A, I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, that came from my parents almost teaching me to like, to me, an argument is, is dumb. If you strictly use emotions, a person raising their voice to try to amplify their argument is mm-hmm. like, it's senseless. And my parents almost like probing me with conversation with emo uh yeah emotions especially my dad because I as I, my dad was my football coach he would like yell at me right in my face like you should have did like yell and like <laughs> dare me to cry you know like you better not cry so <laughs> you better not right so I learned from a young age to yeah. kind of like discard emotions in the sense of practice practicality and like just common logic and doing that I would say opened me up to seeing things from a different perspective because in my opinion that's all I feel that 
disables people from seeing things in another perspective is their emotional reaction to that. If they don't see, I don't know, we'll speak hypothetically, like if they don't, or if they see a, I don't know, I don't <laughs> even want to discriminate or like say anything. If no, they I see something that they, they don't like, it yeah. makes them feel a certain way. Mm. Like, and, and kind of shunning that emotional reaction to uh, something you don't like automatically broadens your perspective. Uh, growth is like social media and like to I hear a lot of people are very like um, spiritual via social media these days. And I think that there's a, a negative connotation almost put on it because growth and, and spiritualization and realization is a very hard process. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just a. A night and day. Right. Thing. It's definitely not a night and day thing. No. Like when you start to tap into and it takes a lot of patience and oh, yeah. and realizing like I've I've nowhere to go but the moment that I'm in, you know. Dude, yeah. Well, what you're saying, I just <laughs> here's my podcast. <laughs> like here you can have it, everything. No, I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, but dude, because I like got into it and I was like, bro, I never. I wish I knew it before. Yeah. But then that's when I was like, that's when I took God into what I was doing mm -hmm. and being like. Maybe this was a tool to be like, you weren't, if I would have showed you it earlier, right. you wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah. So like, no, I, I wish I knew meditation. I wish I knew the present moment in mm -hmm. high school and just for the sake of basketball. But he probably would have been like, no, you would have just used it for basketball. Right. So like finding meditation now and finding just like, you're not even a basketball player. Right. Like, that's your, you think that's your identity. Oh yeah. It, like. It's definitely not. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a hard process to grasp. Uh, yeah, for for a lot of people. And um, as as you were mentioning, like I'm just touching on it again, but like debu debating with teachers, like debating with teachers when we were in middle school was literally from me and my parents taught me this. I'm I'm not even joking. I give so much thanks to them as I say again, but <laughs> um, they taught me that like I don't care who that teacher is, they're human at the end of the day. Mm. Like they taught me that to like. They can tell you if they tell you to run outside and jump off the cliff, are you going to do it? Like, sure, they hold a level of authority because they are your teacher, but that doesn't prohibit your like own version of what you believe you're being taught, if you get what I mean. Mm. So having that like already embedded in you to like almost question everything, you start to dissociate with like, I'm a student, that's a teacher. I'm a basketball player and that's how they view me. You know, you start yeah. to, I'm human at the end of the day, that teacher's human at the end of the day. Um, if I get, if I get interviewed after a basketball game, the person with the mic and the person with the camera, they're both human too. Like, it's almost like you have to strip some like layers off of it. Like you said, yeah. it's, it's a grueling process. It can be for some people just yeah. to realize that like, uh, I'm human. <laughs> this is life. It, it definitely took me a while to just, I guess, like, the thing is, like, an onion, mm -hmm. and you're trying to, like, take the onion right. slight or layers off. Yeah. And then finally you get to the middle onion, which makes you cry. Yeah. So then, I, like, that's just how I took it because it was just a hard process of being, like, someone could walk into the room and I'm by myself in the dark sitting on the floor of my crisscross applesauce. <laughs> like, what was that guy doing? Yeah. Like, my dad walked in a few times. He was like, uh, <laughs> like, I start floating. Yeah. But... Just things like that where I was just like, all I need is right here, right mm -hmm. now. No and doubt. so when you take that into life, take that into work, and take that into sports, 
then you have no nothing to worry about right. at the end of the day. Yeah. Like your stats, your how much someone makes in the workforce. Your legacy. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And I in my personal opinion, I think meditation looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um for me personally, I tried out the like sitting in a quiet dark room, yeah. closing my eyes, but or I, I should say that it looks different from everybody, but there's like you go through tra- transition. So I, I tried s- starting out and sitting and closing my eyes. And I'm going to be honest, my thoughts just ran too much. To <laughs> I didn't last long. So I would just get up. And, <laughs> yeah. and so for a while, it was like uh, stretching and just listening to music. Mm. And it was like just a very, for me, it was whatever had allowed me to be embedded, like fully embedded in the present moment, like you had mentioned. And mm. once you're fully there, or not fully there, but like once you're, just focus on what you're doing at the pr- like task at hand with patience. It it heightens your like, like you said in basketball, it, you play a little carefree almost. Yeah. When you realize like expectation is lifted off your shoulder. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what what made you? So what made you start? Like what made you learn meditation? Like did someone show you it? Did someone? Um, it was my freshman year of college. Um like leaving home mm-hmm. i was i put a lot of pressure on my shoulders like like bro i just didn't i did not just leave home to like come here and sit behind somebody like i don't that's yeah. just what it is you know yeah. and i put a lot of pressure on my shoulders um and i remember in the beginning of my my freshman season i was m- like messing up plays and stuff a lot because i was just rushing way too fast like ru- like i was trying to take step, like not not letting it come through like a flowy process and my mm-hmm. coach would always be like just slow down like <laughs> just chill like you know yeah. and so it, <clears throat> it was my um my roommate his name was zach fryer he went to oh. utah <laughs> his name is zach Air. <laughs> <laughs> you know his name is zach fryer it's crazy um he was in the door, uh, room right next to me and he told me to look up Taoism. i don't know if you've ever heard Taoism? Of, yeah Hold on, what is this? It's like the state of flow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love flow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, once he did that, that's what got me into into meditation. I would just sit and, like I said, at first it was just closing my eyes, breathing. But, like, at that time I was too boom, 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 boom for that to be effective fully on me. So it just started out listening to music, stretching, until I was able to, you know, like progress in my state or am i like form of meditation mm. so it definitely started my freshman freshman year dude that's i started my sophomore yeah sophomore year i just i had to do like an assignment a project mm-hmm. and we had a it was a like sports psychology class mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's that's bs like really <laughs> you can't change your brain to yeah right but then i was like you know what i saw kobe meditate i saw so i started looking at mm-hmm. follow your who did it before you basically and the rest is history yeah. but back to what what made uh, how long did you do meditation just sitting down like like, uh, like when it was hard <laughs> like how long did you try that for yeah it, it could probably only last like 10 minutes at first mm. like of just me sitting down no not even that like maybe five to seven minutes just mm. me sitting down by myself because like i said like i was too like antsy just yeah. wanted to always do something and especially like with again technology social media um luxuries are at our disposal in abundance mm-hmm. these days and it's easy to to take your mind off of just whoa I, this is a temple i have here like 
I have feeling in my fingers. I have like air in my lungs. Like, let me attend to it a little bit. And yeah. it starts through the mind. And um, so to answer your question, so <laughs> yeah. I was off topic. Nah, somewhere, I was getting lost. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. But um, You're giving a meditation thing right there. Like, yeah. that was literally what it is. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, it started off only like five to seven minutes at first. I could only do it like three times a week, like two times a week for real. And then, um, and then like, honestly, when I, when I went through like losing my sister Mm -hmm. in like 2020, that was right after my freshman season, uh, it brings you to light of how much like of when you don't have something, you give a lot of thanks to it. You know, it's like, you almost don't really realize how good something is until you don't have it, you Mm -hmm. know? And when you look at like in my opinion, like the ultimate prize is like life, air in your lungs. When you see someone without it, you start to attend to your own more. And that's when, again, I picked it up again. And that's when it became like, I was able to focus on it a lot more. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know you're competitive. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you within the next week, try to do it for 30 minutes. Okay. Every day? No, no not every day. Oh, Just, okay. Or I mean... Because I'm trying to get back into it because, like, right. the whole end of the season, it's an excuse. Yeah. Like, you're already t- in your head, you're like, Yeah, you're making excuses. <laughs> but it was hard to, like, you know, just sit down in a hotel room yeah. after you just want a good. But I try to stay in the present during, like, the dinners. I'd right. put my phone away. Mm-hmm. Alyssa didn't like that. I'd put my phone away, be like, No more texting. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I was <laughs> just like, like Yeah. She'd be like, What are you doing? I'm like, What the boys? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying where I am. Yeah. So. But 30 minutes, I just, but then when those thoughts come, mm-hmm. it's very hard. But when those, I don't know, like the the thought, I still have thoughts. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this. Yeah. But I just try to be like, hey, okay. Like a thought would come in and I, it'd be like a, as simple as, what's the weather tomorrow? Right. And then I'll be like, oh, hey, hey, what's the weather tomorrow? Like I'll treat it as a. Oh, no, I get exactly what you're so saying. So then I, I just let it pass. Yeah. Because when I, when I. If I think like, oh, there's the Warriors game tomorrow. I wonder what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Just like simple as that. And then I'll think to myself like, because then you start thinking like, who's going to watch it with me? Who, what time is it at? Right. Like, then it starts to become a tree if you connect it to your emotion, which right. we were talking about earlier. 100%. So then I kind of just try to be like, hey, Warriors game. And then it'll just go Let away. Let it pass. Yeah. yeah. And I get exactly what, exactly what you mean. Um I think I was talking to you about it. It may not have been you or texting you, but um, The Power of Now, have you read it? Have you or heard about it? Uh, Alyssa has it. She won't give it up. <laughs> she's read it, though? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or okay. I think, I think like, she's, it's one of those books that she doesn't want to finish, I think. Uh, I, I'm the same way. I, yeah. don't even, I don't even think I finished. I honestly, like, read it in different chapters. I don't know. I'm weird. I didn't read it, like, cover <laughs> yeah, no to cover. You were arguing with middle school. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you read the chapters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it. I read it like, I think I read like the because se- it's weird how it's like devised how the book is like oh, okay. sectioned out. So I read it like, like second chapter, mm-hmm. jump to like, I was just all over. The I've place. seen it. It's like green. It's like a greenish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't have the. Place. I actually had the online book, so oh, I had it on Audible? an iPad. Yeah, reading it. Oh, you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you were saying like letting your your uh, thoughts come through and kind of like not clinging to to it and letting it pass that book touches on that a lot Uh, it's called like being the watcher of your thoughts thank you yeah (laughs) you you gotta like 
like be the general of your thoughts and ultimately spectator right Mm -hmm. and ultimately you decide how much of effect they're you're gonna let them have on on taking you out of the present moment if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yeah the meditation is something dude it's it's something and i hope when we have like kids yeah when we start our families it's like that's the new norm yeah for because the whole reason why i was not mad Mm -hmm. but the whole reason why i kind of want to become a strength coach or that's what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. become a strength coach is like to add it with the mind because as a strength coach okay yeah the the guy's working out his quads the guy's working out every part of his body right but the part that never turns off is the part we never work on Mm -hmm. and that's the the brain and i feel like as a strength coach that should be not the first priority Mm because of course you need to be strong if you're a football player or you know but Mm -hmm. i feel like there's so many aspects in sports where it's not getting pushed yeah it's neglected yeah it's like the best part it's the part of it's the part of our body that is the most used yeah used Mm -hmm. most complex we don't even know about it like alzheimer's or like those kind of things we we can't cure it or anything and why aren't you going to tap into that like Mm -hmm. why can't you be the one to be like so like mental imagery visualization all those things is like when when you're talking about it right now i'm like okay yeah i know someone knows right so and and i don't like one thing that uh being like enamored in the present moment and like you said teaching our kids about about it will be um, attending to mm-hmm. the mind will be very powerful for them. Um, in my opinion, it's given more gratitude for things that aren't tangible. As I was mentioning, like when you see like life get taken, it makes you have a stronger gratitude for it. When you tend to your mind and meditate, in my opinion, this is just for me. I'm just speaking yeah, on personal yeah. experience. It like you have a uh, an appre- like an accelerated appreciation for the non-tangible things the things that are just natural god put here um and it definitely heightens your outlook on a lot of things almost in a way like everything's set yeah so you're just letting it yeah and i hate using this word but like you almost become content with how Mm, life i know you hate that word (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah not not like content like oh i'm not gonna work towards anything but like you're content with exactly how it is and that, that's to me that only comes through gratitude um my friend told me about this quote in the bible i, I don't remember the the verse yeah the verse but um it says like those who want to be exalted will be humbled those who are humbled will be exalted yeah and um humbling yourself is like meditation in my in, a, in my opinion is a form of like humbling yourself just breathing being very grateful mm-hmm. for exactly what you have in the present moment you're humble mm-hmm. so dude because i used to like the feeling of gratitude it'd be before like games and i'd mm-hmm. meditate and then in my mind i was like you know what and i started praying for like you know how you do scout and everything yeah. i'd start praying for like the the point guard or <laughs> i'd be like i hope his family's okay yeah. like then then i saw it was bigger mm-hmm. like i was bigger than myself i was like right. i can't believe i just did that then those feelings are like changing your hormones in mm-hmm. your body because right. now you're at a not a heightened stage, but you're at a, a level of awareness that you're bigger than yourself. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was just funny because <laughs> I used to like remember the names and I'd be like, you know, I'm, 
I'm not like in the ne- uh, sense of like pray for you, but yeah. I know who you are and mm-hmm. I see you right. and I feel you more like, than a basketball player. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And yeah. then he's probably looking at me like kill this dude. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, no, bro, I like you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that book that I showed you becoming supernatural. Yeah. He kind of touches on like a visualization, but the first thing for his workshops that he did right. was have people meditate, but only find joy, love, and gratitude mm-hmm. uh, towards the things so that it was easier for beginners to meditate. Yeah. So I thought I would just, but yeah, becoming supernatural, it was like, I'm only a first chapter, second chapter in, right. and it's like, it's blowing you away. It's blowing me away. Because there's like other still. meditation books that I've read. Yeah. But this one's just like showing the, showing, um, how do you say it? Like uh, the experiments mm-hmm. through like college students. He's showing pictures of the brain waves. These are your brain waves when you think this. And mm-hmm. I was like, bro, what? Like <laughs> In the book. Yeah. He's like, this is your brain waves. I was just reading this book. And I was wow. like, uh, all right. Like, <laughs> I just closed the book. Like, yeah. But it was, he was just saying, like, how you do the same thing over and over. You want to do different things. Right. Like, everyone has habits. And I don't know where I'm getting to this, but <laughs> how, like, you wake up, and then some people check their phone right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, brush your teeth. You start on the right side of your upper mouth. Like, yeah. uh, then you go restroom. Then you go get coffee. You yeah. start your, co- like, you take the same route to work every day. Like, mm-hmm. then you start to get connected to that. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I, and I also think that there's like a, um, like you as a human and having free will. And also, as we've been talking about using, utilizing the power of, of meditation, I think even within some of the, and like, I'm not, I'm not like advocating for you to do bad, but ultimately I think that like, you know how they say like, as, as a child of God, like you're all, you're always forgiven Mm-hmm. And I think that like uh, because of that, you're like even the habits that you don't do that are are bad, quote unquote bad. God is always forgiving you and it's always like leading you to the next moment. Mm-hmm. As soon as you stop like and this is just me speaking. I was like very critical of my own thoughts, like thinking like, oh, man, I might not like I probably shouldn't do that. Or as soon as I like almost became like content with the fact that i'm human i have free will and i'm gonna do this and hope like almost just like we said be a watcher of your thoughts and actions as soon as i gave myself forgiveness and like release of them um i started to be a whole lot more like relaxed and and yeah see the see the benefits of that yeah because uh me growing like up in the church i used to think like if I did something bad, I go to hell. Yeah. If you did something good, you go to heaven. Yeah. But then I saw uh, recently, like on a podcast, I was listening to it, and the guest was just saying, like, he that he was growing up like that too, mm-hmm. but that why can't you just just grow up? Like, right. why can't you just be in the middle? Be like, it's not bad or good. Mm-hmm. You're human. You're gonna make those mistakes. Everyone 100%, does. Yeah. But it's he said something like it's the way after after how how are you going to do it after you're going to keep doing what right. you're doing is bad yeah. are you going to transform mm-hmm. like like have you ever learned the same lesson multiple times oh yeah that that ha- that's like a version of or that's like testament to exactly what you're saying like until you are just like until you delve in, into that present moment of whatever obstacle god is throwing at you it'll keep being offered uh to you mm. so yeah Almost, how do you put that? 
like a not like manifest not I don't even know how to Yeah, like um like a I'm not sure. It like reminded me of something. I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah, like the whole part that we we're just talking about mm-hmm. meditation is powerful and how you said kids like cuz like growing up I just want to show my kid like just go play like yeah. like not even sport like if he doesn't play sports like just have oh, fun yeah. right like be in the classroom be thankful mm-hmm. you're in a classroom some people don't get to like recently some people don't get to leave a classroom like, right dude like yeah and it's like, it, <laughs> it's uh I won't I won't sit up here and say that like again like, like I was saying in the beginning that this process is easy it, it's mm-hmm. not the order the younger you get the more you're connected to the source like you you have that like livelihood about you that yeah. enables you to just be innocent or like so like tapped into the present like kids they don't think about no worries unless you like they think about food clothes like get, like they don't think <laughs> about none of that's gonna wake me up right uh, yeah um and so life's hard and the older that you get the more that it like it gets harder so i'm not advocating that this, or i'm not saying that this is like a re, uh, real easy just like you said day and night type of process um definitely definitely takes meditation quite honestly yeah. it takes uh just being enamored in the present moment mm-hmm. it's it's not just uh i don't know how to explain yeah, it it's different for re- for everyone though, yeah because you're you're never gonna get good at meditation right meditation is gonna say because every time you have a meditation it's different yeah another thought's gonna come in oh man someone's a dog's gonna bark downstairs like yeah. something different's gonna happen so mm-hmm. like when i try to get my mom to meditate like i'm like mom just meditate like mm-hmm. she's i'm not gonna meditate and then i was just like no it, it you come back to meditation every time mm-hmm. because you want to get good at it, but meditation, no one's ever good at it. Yeah. I mean, probably a monk, but he's still right. having those thoughts. He's but yeah. yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to have to do the Heimlich on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to burp a little bit. Yeah, so that's how I that's how I thought of it, because all the things that we, we do nowadays, like work, you're going to mm-hmm. get good at work. Eventually, you're going to be the best at work. Basketball, if you're working on your shot, eventually your shot's... Football, throwing a football, catching. Yep. There's things you can learn. Mm-hmm. But for meditation, you're never going to be perfect yeah. at it. No, that's true. And, the, like, um, you'll read on social media sometimes, like, uh, like, oh, someone has to come to me healed. I don't think that, like, the healing process or the healing journey ever really stops. You're, you're forever, like, just as you said, like, you're sitting and some thoughts come through your brain and it's deci- it's up to you to let them go or let it weigh on you. Life is the same way. Obstacles are thrown at you and, you know, you're tasked with overcoming it or repeating like the lesson each time. And, um, mm. so like, like, like you just said, you're never going to get good at it. That that's a hundred percent correct. Like it's a never ending process. You're always going to be tasked with, with healing some sort of issue or trauma that's life it's for everybody and how you I, I put it this way like every season has a storm it's up to like how you weather each storm determines the yeah. the like fruit that you'll you know how you reap your fruit you know now that's another quote that i'm gonna take from you. <laughs> i said that one i showed him that one now, i saw you read your palm for that one uh, <laughs> got my phone over here on the side yeah, uh, yeah zarek said uh <laughs> but dude yeah 
because I haven't seen you in a while, so like these kind of. No, it's good to catch up. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen each other. The last time we did, we were playing basketball at yeah. Goodyear Park. Yeah. And then the next time I texted you, I was like, "You should be on the podcast." And you were like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm in Alabama," and I was like, "Bro, what?" <laughs> Bro, I don't know if like you remember, but that time when we hooped at Goodyear, I kid you, you weren't missing. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. even joking. You weren't missing. Like oh, I, I put a magnet in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like I went and because uh, I was working at the time, I was working at um, uh-huh. LA Fitness, like okay. this gym, and then we had a basketball court. So I was like getting shots up a lot. I was like, uh, not I, even working. <laughs> right. Uh, I was like, bro, I'm about to go hoop up Zach, bro. And you were not missing. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I was like, I what are you? What are you? I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand. I, don't, I don't really don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like the time you put in your shot and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I st- like I tell because Alyssa's like you can't even shoot, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> like. But I I like think of it as like Curry, like you yeah. can shoot anywhere on the court, and it's the same every time. Yeah. And like props to Curry because without him, I wouldn't be. For real. I remember you were a big fan of him. Well, bro. you showed me him. Yeah. Or like when we were coming up, or when we were like in middle school high school is when he was like getting big at the time yeah you so. sh- you literally te- i remember where i was at i was in my front living room on youtube watching call of duty yeah and you texted me like do you see this like kid at madison square garden and it was the 54 point game oh bro that's crazy i remember i remember that watching that game yeah live. and i was so then i remember i i took the controller from my theo and i was yeah. like nah we're watching this yeah. and he's going crazy like on carmelo yeah on, it was like him clay thompson was coming off the bench uh-huh. i think I remember Raymond. the shoes he was wearing, like some the, blue and yellow. The blue and yellow <laughs> Nikes. Nikes. Yeah. He was still signed to Nike at the time. Yeah, and I was just, I got those shoes. For real? I got, but they were all black and white. Yeah. And I was like, I'm carried. Because <laughs> I, I didn't, because, you know, for us, we, I mean, you can, because you were able to, like, jump and do all that. For mm-hmm. me, I was like, well, I'll just pass it to Zary. Yeah. I'll get my assist. It was like a Steve Nash era. It was like a Derrick Rose era. If you're mm-hmm. athletic, you get to play. Yeah. There was no one like curry yep so then very true growing up i was like okay i i could play the game of basketball i don't have to stick to baseball like all these white dudes playing baseball (laughs) so yeah i I really don't know what it is like he had a profound uh impact on on our our, like our age the the guys around our age group that were coming up playing basketball like you said everyone Uh everyone can't jump everyone can't you know isn't fast strong you know yeah Steph Curry showed like everybody that hey look at me I could just you know I could shoot better than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're making me happy with Curry. <laughs> <laughs> they play. They play uh, tonight. I know. Who do you got? Warriors. Yeah, I would take the Warriors in this. I honestly have the Warriors going back to the finals, but in my opinion, the Kings are it. They'll go to seven games. With you think the seven? Yeah, I think they'll go to seven games with the all Kings. Right. The podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> He's, nah. a, he, he's all four. <laughs> yeah, four. Nah, <laughs> I think they're going to win tonight. Yeah, oh, they're no win doubt. Tonight, the first game. No doubt. And then I don't know about the after that. Because mm. the Warriors, their first game, they just, they kind of like veteran. Like, they coast. Right, ha- yeah, have your time on NBA TNT. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they they go crazy. Yeah, Clay is having one of his best seasons, though, yep. apparently. Dude, my teammates, and, bro, gave me so much. Yeah. Booker or Clay. I'm picking Clay. Right. <laughs> I'm picking Clay over Booker <laughs> every day. I don't, who do you have? Booker or Clay? I would go Devin Booker. I would That's go strike Devin two, Booker. bro. You got one more strike <laughs> on here. I would go D Book. He's he's bad. He's coming up. He is coming up, but yeah. Clay is just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, dude. Clay is. He's but they're else. they're way different though. That's, yeah, that that's the other thing. Yeah. D Book is almost like more silky, more smooth. Yeah. 
Clay is like stop pop, very fundamental. Yeah. Not gonna miss. To me, he's like the Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Tim Duncan of like two and three guards. You know, yeah. Clay Thompson. Fun, like if you want to succeed in the league, you want to be in the league for a long time. Clay, watch Clay. Yeah, but for real. not everyone could be Devin Booker. It's right, like, exactly. Yeah, not everyone can like turn around, eat shoulder, dunk. You know, bro. <laughs> Right, I'll give him some props. Like his turnaround shot, like yeah. you're not blocking it. It's that's hard to guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in uh, in the NBA a lot today, guys foul chase too. What do you mean? Like or a, foul foul hunt? They hunt they hunt for fouls. Oh like, yeah, it started with Harden. Yeah, it did. When, when we were younger. Yeah, for real. He averaged like 36 a game one season, and like 20 of that was free throws. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 16 points. True. <laughs> <laughs> In 20 free Dude, throws. James Harden was, because that's when we had to pass the Rockets every season. Mm-hmm. and The Warriors. And you did. We did, but I, I was having, like, that's probably what gave me my heart attack. I was just <laughs> like, bro, bro, I can't watch this no more. Yeah. So they never told you what that was? Uh, the heart attack thing? Yeah. Uh, they just said my troponin levels were high. And usually when they find people who passed away mm-hmm. through heart attacks, that's what the levels are. Have you, like, been good ever since? I guess. Like really? they just they really just told me like uh pat on my butt. They were like <laughs> way to survive another day and uh yeah. They just told me uh like if you get chest pains playing mm-hmm. cuz then like we're doing Oh, you were playing basketball at the time? Well, what I was doing was I was on the developmental team my freshman year, mm-hmm. but then I was on varsity too. Mm-hmm. But then of course I wasn't playing. Right. So then I would have to practice every day two times about like four hours mm-hmm. and then some days waits but that day the coach was like you want to play with the jv team and i was yeah. like yeah i'll play with them so we went to gcu and played intramural mm-hmm. so when i was playing when i went home i told my parents good night and then i got to the room and i was like bro my chest is hurting like you know when they say you get chest pains like mm-hmm. don't mess around yeah and what's funny is i put uh my theo gave me cbd mm-hmm. uh uh, I don't know if you remember Naomi's Neil, dad. Yeah, she uh, he gave me ointment. And it was like strong weed CBD. Like I was like okay. Yeah. So then I was like I'm gonna put on my chest. Yeah. So that's probably what. Because when I got to the thing, they were like uh, the scans are aren't sticking to your chest. Yeah. What's on your chest? And I was like ointment. Like I was like Neosporin. <laughs> and then they finally caught on. But I yeah. they all the scans after that. Like after the second day was perfect. So. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I really didn't tell anyone that. Like, I just kept it. Like, yeah, I've had I've had like heart palpitations before. If you know what that is, like, yeah, yeah just it's like when you're stops. like irregular beats and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, that's cr- that's a trip, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that uh, ends it. So okay, thank yes, you. Yeah, because we only do like an hour for sure. For I sure. wish it was longer. <laughs> um. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. This is Zarek. Do you want to shout anything out? Like, uh, um, no, just as we've been uh, mentioning on the on the podcast, keep attuning or attending to your to your mind meditation and, uh, yeah, be like Zarek. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> All like right. Zachary. Yeah, uh, Zachary's Metamorphosis, which is on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, the E is a three and the two O's are zero. Zachary's Metamorphosis. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Like and subscribe, please. And thank you for listening. And remember to always come back to the breath.